everyone, and welcome on into another episode of Betting the High Line, your go-to destination for all of your picks, parlays, plays, and analysis around the beautiful game. I'm Tom Viola, joined as always by Taylor Wilson, and today we have a very, very special packed episode. Because Taylor, it is time for the champions. We got the Champions League final coming up. On Saturday, we are here to break down your boys, Chelsea versus Manchester City. What is going to be happening in that game? But first, Taylor, how are you doing? We've had a little bit of time off getting our schedule shorted out, but we are back and ready to go. Well, you know, one of the big points of controversy over the Super League, Tom, you know, wasn't just this kind of shift in power. It was the idea that you'd have to throw away the Champions League anthem. It seems like we have a new one. It's just going to be Thomas Viola singing it. So I'm excited for that. Uh, oh, I, ha- a I have a record time. deal coming up for the new uh, the new remix edition. Yes. Fantastic stuff. Uh, yes, we are just mere hours, Tom, away from the Champions League final. Uh, I, you know, <laughs> you talk uh, about uh, the depths. Go ahead. I, I, I want to know, throw out all the betting, throw out all of that on a scale of one to 10. How nervous are you? Well, here's the thing. If you had talked to me during the depths of the Frank Lampard tenure, uh, this did not seem like a likely outcome, Chelsea making it to the, to the final. Now, I will say, of course, a lot of luck getting onto that side of the bracket, avoiding some of the real giants in this competition. But, you know, there was some impressive stuff knocking out that Atletico team. The Real team, you could say they're trash, whatever you want to say. Chelsea was very impressive across those two legs. Uh, and, you know, to some extent have deserved to be here just on the basis of how good defensively Chelsea have been throughout the Tuchel era. That is slowed down a little bit, five games now in a row uh, without a clean sheet, which has been very atypical during the early months of Thomas Tuchel. But the defensive stats are still really, really impressive. We'll get into the total stuff in this game. And I still feel in my heart of hearts, Tom, that if you can out-defend someone in this type of a game where finals are already super cagey as they are, you know, Chelsea have been the one nil win specialist throughout this season. Can they shut out Man City? Remains to be seen. But I think that is kind of the formula for Chelsea going into this game. So we know the formula. It's been a few weeks of real stumbles for Chelsea, losing in the FA Cup final to Leicester, getting super big mad about it with Antonio Rudiger taking all of his chirps out in the Leicester game after, and then losing to Aston Villa and really not deserving to finish in the top four, uh, but somehow getting in there thanks to, of course, Tottenham as we all expected. So a weird few weeks for Chelsea, but now they're going to shift gears. Presumably, I'm just going to say, hey, throw it all out. They've been focused on the Champions League final the whole time. Convenient excuse. And we'll see what happens uh, on Saturday. I'm so torn about that because I feel like there are a lot of teams who have struggled domestically, but then when it came time to go play in Europe, I mean, Liverpool did. Real Madrid did. Um, Bayern had a little bit of a struggle and then they were playing very well in the Champions League. A lot of these big teams had their problems domestically. And then the instant it came time for that, the instant that UCL anthem that I have so immaculately improved upon played, they turn it on and they've been able to go out there. That being said, Oh, who's beating the city team. I just, they've been the favorites all year for a reason. They, they, they look just so phenomenal. And I just don't know that anyone can really, test them or come at them and they've looked absolutely dominant over the last several games they of course in a game that did not matter at all and I was really hoping they would play most of their subs went out and posted five up on Everton in the final game of the season to leave us with a wonderful high note in the Premier League but 
I just feel like this team is going to roll. And with that, let's look at the lines because the books, DraftKings, they're saying around the same. Manchester City minus 114, Chelsea plus 360, and of course the draw through 90 at plus 235 to just win the trophy straight up. City minus 210, Chelsea plus 165. Let's start with that money line. Are you making any plays? Do you? I, I mean, I feel like you have to. You have to put something on Chelsea. I might sprinkle a little bit, but the money line section is not going to be my my main um, kind of kind of look at this game, Tom. I do think, you know, as always, and and as we'll probably hear, Nick disagrees with this, but uh, you know, the draw there's I, I think inflated value there because no one wants to bet it. I am looking at this game kind of as a real draw scenario, real draw possibility, but uh, I'm choosing to do something in the spread zone to give me a little bit more flexibility there as opposed to betting one of those three ways. Uh, now, look, obviously, there's a ton of value there on Chelsea, but I do think, you know, keep in mind, you're betting the 90-minute plays there, and I there's a lot of different things that could happen for Chelsea to have to win this game. Maybe it's a penalty shootout. Maybe it's extra time. Um, I, I don't know exactly what we're going to see in the 90 and uh, you know, maybe there are some live plays to make here as well. But as far as the money line, Tom, I, I'm mostly staying away as far as what I'm offering up here uh, on the show. What do you think about those? God, I, I would love to see this game go to penalty kicks. That would just be absolutely absurdly phenomenal. As you said, by the way, uh, we got Nick, Nick Henyon going to be joining the show in just a little bit, now writing for NBC Sports. Later on, we've got Dylan Esma of Betsperts, and we're going to end it all with none other than the parlay man himself. We got Jeff Parles coming on to talk a little bit more about what he thinks is going to go down in this game. And, oh, I can't wait for that conversation. You know I love pushing Jeff's buttons. But uh, you asked me for my take. There's so much value on the draw or on Chelsea because it's a plus 360 money line play on Chelsea. That's, that's more than three to one and they could win this game. They were a very, very, very good football team. There's a reason that they got here and I'd like to play that. That being said, Manchester city at minus minus one fourteen. I just, I said it from, I, I said it from when we got out of the semifinal legs and I don't think that anything has happened to change my opinion I really think city is going to roll this game. And I think that I'm playing most of my bets as if that's the case. So let's shift gears then, Tom, if, if, cause I heard the, the verb roll, uh, are you going to translate that into uh, something on a spread play for city then, and try to get a little bit more of that value back considering that you're laying a minus price. If you're just taking money line, you know, I see this game as being extremely low scoring and extremely tight. But the one thing that could break that up is if City just goes City mode and you see just crazy playmaking from De Bruyne and a wonder goal from Mares here and a Gundawan dangle and wonder goal there and suddenly it's 3-0 City and all these bets are out. I'm crying at the bar and you know every, everything is just a disaster. Uh, do you consider trying to get some of that value back with a City line? A thousand percent. Um, the... I, I, I'm still experimenting with my prop market, what I'm looking at, where I want to quite go. But City, minus 114 on the money line, I'm taking that. And then I'm also going to put something down on City minus a goal and a half because I see a 2-0 game being a very real possibility here. And City minus one and a half is plus 275. That's, that, that, that's a lot of value. 
And I, I, I'm really tempted to take something like that. It won't be a large play, but maybe like a half unit or because I'm getting, I'm getting plus 275 in that. I can't hate on something like that. And then from there, it comes into, again, starting to look at the prop, prop markets. And by the way, also talking about the spreads and talking about the totals. I'm taking over two and a half at plus one twenty six from DraftKings wow. in this game. I, I don't. Tom, love we have it. never been less aligned, and I and that's what I'm so excited for this game. I I am so pumped to be on the opposite side of you on pretty much every one of these plays. I, I don't love this play, and I think we'll talk about it. Uh, we'll talk about it a little later on. But only one of their last five matches has gone under the total of two and a half, and that was April seventeenth, of course, when Chelsea won one nil in the semifinal leg of the FA Cup, which I. I get is what this competition most squarely is like. And I know that these finals are always so cagey Bayern Munich last year, only winning one nil over PSG in a game that we thought would have several goals. I know that, but this just feels like city is the team of destiny. And this is them rolling to that conclusion. I, I see it as the inevitable March of time, my friend. And I think that's fair enough. I am just banking on basically the two best defenses that we've seen in this competition this year, possibly the two best defenses in Europe going at it in a game that rewards caginess, right? Like we don't see teams open themselves up very often. Now that might happen late, right? Like if city gets the first goal and then kind of keeps adding them on uh, inside the back door in those last 15, 20 minutes, that's possible. I don't see city opening this thing up early. So as I had teased, I'm completely on the opposite side of you, Tom, here. I'm taking Chelsea plus the half goal. That was my initial instinct uh, once I knew this matchup was happening. The price, by the way, at least over at DraftKings, where we're getting these numbers, uh, is moving a little bit in in my favor uh, right now. It was minus 108 when I had it locked in, minus 104 right now. So, you know, not a ton of change, but you get a little bit more value there. Um, And I am looking at an under as well. The problem with the under is just, you know, heavily juiced on the under two and a half right now. It was at minus 165. It is moving in the right direction. I believe it's in the 150s right now. If that keeps moving in the direction that I like, I might just take a clean under two and a half. Otherwise, I'm going to have to consider an under two and a quarter. Um, But I might have to stay away from the under in general because it seems like that's getting chopped and screwed left and right and, uh, you know, very, very low numbers. But having said all of that, you know, if Chelsea wins this in the 90 minutes, Tom, it's going to be 1-0. I, I feel very, very confident about that. It's going to be that as an exacta. And I will just continue to mention this, as I've mentioned off the air to a few people. I don't hate a Chelsea 1-0 prop exacta on this. It was plus 900 a few days ago when we chatted about it. Plus 950 now you can get it from DraftKings. I'll just say this. I understand all the city sides of these things. If you have any kind of Chelsea confidence, and I can understand the last few weeks not having a ton right now, and I can understand the city argument, but if you have Chelsea confidence and they're here for a reason and their defense under Tuchel, I'm willing to throw some of these last few games out. has been awesome. Um, they could win this one now, and that's crazy value. Plus 950 is not something that you're getting for a minnow during a random Premier League match in the middle of the season. You're getting it here for a Chelsea team that could totally pull it off. Uh, so those are the three things that I'm looking at right now. Chelsea plus a half goal is the play uh, that I'm basically locking in. It's my favorite play here. Under two and a half, if I can get a solid price, it's probably going to have to end up being under two and a quarter. I apologize to our listeners who can't get those quarter numbers. Uh, and then Chelsea 1-0 win exact a plus 950 is my third kind of game play that I'm looking at, Tom. 
I'll tell you, I'm looking at that Man City 7 nothing at 1,000 to 1. <laughs> Could you imagine hitting on that, though? I mean, yes, you would be in tears. But, no, I could not, Tom. But could you imagine? Um, I really like uh, at seven to one, City two, Chelsea zero. I, I don't I, hate that. I actually don't hate it. It's, it's weird for me to say after all my Chelsea things, that's solid value on a play that yeah. could totally happen, right? Like you have to think about like the the, the most likely scenarios and those might be the two most likely score lines in this game. So I, I you know, Chelsea winning at one nil or City winning at two nil. I honestly think both. There's a lot of logic to both of those plays and a ton of value there. So I don't hate that. Um, one scoring prop that I really like on the Chelsea side, though, which goes against everything that you know I'm believing in happening <laughs> for this game. But you know exactly who I have. You, you you know who I have to bet on. I have no choice. Um, Pulisic to score plus four twenty. Pulisic to assist assist, which I like even more at six to one. Um, if this happens, regardless of how all of the betting got Chelsea could roll, I could be completely wrong about anything, but if Pulisic is involved in a goal in any way in this game, and if Chelsea wins because of that goal, I am going to be insufferable on Twitter for the rest of time. Welcome aboard. I think the, uh, the, the, just the kind of crystal advice I would give there is, Wait for 2 p.m. Eastern, 11 a.m. Pacific mm-hmm. uh, on Saturday. To keep an eye on those lineup cards. I don't think that number is necessarily going to change in any of those prop areas like crazy. So, but it could for Pulisic not, if he doesn't start. Well, if he doesn't start, you could get a better number. Exactly. Yeah. Um, now, are you going to have enough time to hit that number? Uh, that's another conversation as far as kind of when he comes into the game and that kind of thing. But he could also start. So all of those, I, I would say, wait for the lineup. I, I mean, obviously, yeah, got to agree with that. You're not you're not betting any scoring props till you know exactly who's going to be playing. And we know that Tuchel likes to mess around with this front with, with, with this attack for Chelsea, and not quite uh, not quite sure exactly where he's going to go there until those lineups get released. I don't think Pulisic's going to start. I think he should start, but we will just have to wait and see. But right now. Let us bring in our first of our three guests on this jam-packed show. Ladies and gentlemen, he writes for NBC Sports now. He has made it to the big time. It is Nick Hanyan. How are you doing, Nick? I'm great, guys. I'm I'm a little surprised you invited me back after how much hate I've given Taylor's (laughs) Chelsea all season. Like When Thomas texted me the invite, I was like, wow, this is... It must be really happening. They're forgiving me for all of the Chelsea hatred I've spewed on this podcast, dating back to, uh, to earlier in this year. But no, thanks for having me back. Well, it's an olive branch, and I, I kind of feel like you're going to bring a little bit of the, the voodoo back uh, the, the Chelsea way, uh, Nick. So we appreciate that. Um, can I start by saying, Taylor, I'm actually going to surprise you a little bit, which is I actually kind of like the draw money line here. Like, there is good value there. And I know I've said on this podcast, it's it's almost like betting the draw money line in Baccarat. There's honestly no value. But let me say this. I am, if you're thinking as creatively as I am, the draw money line becomes a very live money line in this game. I I just, okay. I want to bet the draw because I want this game to go to extra time. It's the battle of what I want to see happen in this ball game versus what I think is going to happen. And I think that we are going to actually get a very boring game that City wins from the start maybe not immediately i could see it being nil nil at halftime 
But I, I really do see City applying most of the pressure in this contest, which is how Tuchel likes to play anyway for Chelsea. But I think City applies most of the pressure, and it's going to be very clear from the offing that they're going to be the ones that come out. And I really do think that we see them start to pour it on and maybe not the form of a three or a four, but in the one to two range and Chelsea never really getting into the contest. I don't think that we see that cracker of a final that we're looking for. I think it's going to disappoint. So I agree with you to an extent. So let, let me explain because my sort of guiding thesis for this match is I'm a little alarmed at how easy it feels. Like it feels like, City, as you guys have said, like, City are just going to – there's no chance they lose. It's also sort of a little alarming to me that it feels like this is a dead undermatch. Like, I'm not so sure about that. So, my sort of strategy is I'm not betting aside pregame. The way the draw money line comes into play for me is bet City live at plus money because I'm not going to lay a price with City when – the fact is that these teams, the last few times these teams have met, a goal hasn't been scored until really the 30th minute, 40th, 50th, something like that. By that point, City will be in, in plus money. So I'm going to wait to bet City, hoping that Chelsea can hang on for 15 or 20 minutes and get City at a plus money price. The only way the draw adds value there is it's sort of a hedge off of City. Because I don't think City are losing this match in 90 minutes plus injury time. I think if Chelsea wins, it's in extra time or on PKs. Because the other thing you have to consider, City are not a good penalty-kicking team. They suck. Like, they could go out. I mean, we just saw Europa League final where 21 of 22 scored. City could miss one, like, four or five. It's, that's a very real possibility. So, if it gets to penalties, I would actually lean a little bit toward Chelsea. I just don't think City are in the state right now where they're going to go out and lose the match in 90 minutes. So, the only way – it's not them saying I'm betting the draw money line and just going to hope and not bet anything else. It's more of a hedge off of City in case it's like 1-0 and Chelsea throws the whole bus forward to try and attack late and somehow gets an equalizer. Well, Nick, you're still going to get a plus. Uh, so with considering those live plays, you're still going to get a plus Chelsea move to lift the trophy. I don't know what the price would be, but it would still be plus something. So if you're thinking, oh, Chelsea might be the favorite if this gets to penalties, and you're thinking about a play, I don't know, around minute uh, 102 or something, like you're still going to get a Chelsea plus price, right? If it gets to PKs, I would expect it to be like City minus 125, Chelsea plus 105. That's probably what I would expect it to be. I mean, look, that's I mean, where my head's at on the plus half, on the Chelsea plus half for the 90. I think we're, we're, we have some agreement uh, on that. I just uh, – and, and by the way, I think you will get that plus um, City price at some point too because you mentioned 30, 40 minutes. Like often it, it takes a little while for this fixture to get going and then you add in that it's a Champions League final where all the Champions League finals take a while to get going, right? Yeah, I mean, that. I mean, 100%. And I mean, the other thing I'm feeling is – and Tom, I'm, I'm going to agree with you on this one – and you and I sort of share this when it comes to the total. I'm a little alarmed at how easy it feels. Like that everyone is saying it's one or two nil city. Like you have to remember 
And in sort of researching this match, I put a lot of weight onto that Man City 3, Chelsea 1 fixture. I think it was back in December because that was really the first time Pep tried KDB as the false nine. And he played a very similar lineup to the one you're going to see tomorrow, which is, you know, KDB is the nine. You're going to see Foden on one wing. You're going to see Bernardo Silva and uh, Gundogan in the middle of the park. The only real change you're going to see is maybe Cancelo goes to that, like, it's almost like a false two role almost. And, and as Kyle Walker, the only real question is who plays a left back? Is it Cancelo or Zinchenko? Because well, Kyle Walker's playing right back. There's no doubt about that. So, but I think there's a way this game goes over. And I'm looking at DraftKings right now. Over two, I like getting that push protection because it feels like there are goals in this game. I don't think we're going to see a nil-nil slog where it goes to PKs. Over two is minus 152. So you get that push protection on a city 2 nil or a 1-1 one, one, or, I mean, there's a way Chelsea win this game 2 nil also. But no, no, there's and then they score a late garbage time when city is pressing. That's how it, it has to be city but, leaving themselves completely exposed. But even if yeah, that happens, you're yeah. going to have a Timo miss sitter or something. It's not, I, I I'm with Tom. I think on that, I don't think the second so, goal, <laughs> unless so Pulisic comes on as a super sub scores, a hat trick and flips Tuchel off on his way to the bench. <laughs> It, it would be incredible. So I actually like over two at minus 152 just to get that push protection in there. I mean, under two and a half is minus 157 at DraftKings. It's not really that much of a price change for, I think, like five cents for push protection. Thank you very much. I'll take that all day. That makes sense. There's logic there. But my thing, Nick, this would be my counter. If you think an over is possible, you can't really find value in any of the under zones at this point, unless you're doing an under one and a half. Why not just try to get like real plus value? Why not try to do, why not just try to go all in and say, hey, an under is possible. No one thinks it's going to happen. I'm going to go out on an island. I'm going to be Nick Island and I'm going to do a real over at like over two and a half or something, or, you know, something higher than that. Because I, I think, only because here's the thing I'm not as confident as Tom is where it's like it's gonna be a goal fest. Like I think the only real possibilities are two or three in this match. It's not gonna land on one. It's not gonna land on like I don't think it lands on five. Like I don't think you see three two or four one or anything like that. I think it either lands on two or it either lands on three. Like that's the thing. I'm not. Like the best I can do for you, Taylor, is over two and a quarter. Like that's really the only like my, at like minus one twenty or minus one ten. Like that's the best I can do for you. For for the record, I think that I, I think this is a two nil game. My my if you gun to my head, my final score is City two Chelsea nil. Take the exacta, Tom. Take it right now. Oh, I, I am taking the exacta. Okay. Like I, I I genuinely in my mind's eye see this as a possibility. I see this happening. I also like the over two and a half because there is the chance that Chelsea gets one at the end, or Chelsea comes out and scores first, and then City goes and grabs two goals, and then boom, you're at three. I do. There, this game will not have more than three goals in it. There is almost no way. The these these are all always cagey matches. That's not even just playing off how we expect these teams to play. That's just how these matches always are. And 
So that's why everybody is on the under because they look at these defensive teams and say, oh, well, all of this combining makes perfect sense for the under. I agree with that. I just think that the way City has played this season, where they've had that amazing defense, but also have been able to just put up goals, I believe they get two in this game. I believe that they won't stop pushing after the first. And then once they get the second, they're going to say, okay, well, we've won this game. So we're just going to hunker down, maybe push a couple more counterattacks up. But I think that they get to that second goal and then just try and shut down the game. The, the other thing I'll say this, Taylor, that is sort of giving me pause for concern when it comes to totals. Since Tuchel has taken over in Champions League knockout round matches, every single one has gone under two and a half goals. Like that is just, it almost is like, do I really trust that? Like, do I really like go all in on that? Because let's be honest, Chelsea could put up, put up four against Real. They could have put up four against Porto. Like that is just, I mean, Atletico, I felt like the scores were indicative of that, but I am just like so concerned, especially because, I mean, the other thing is, Tom and sort of where I was going with this was last year. It, it reminds me a lot of last year where everyone was convinced PSG Bayern, there was no chance it wasn't an absolute goal fest. Like, oh, I every, remember this. Every single person, like punditry, like reporters, said this is a five goal game at least. Like, and every single person, Tom and I watched this final last year together. There was a flip of favorites, like because three and a half is a high water mark in soccer. I think it opened at like under minus one thirty-five. It was minus one twenty-five at kickoff. Yeah. Like it was like or no, over was minus one twenty-five at kickoff. Everyone yeah. was convinced this game was going over three and a half goals. I feel like it's the exact same this year. Everyone's convinced. There's no way this game goes over two and a half goals. It is. One or two nil. That's it. That's the only two score lines you're getting here. Like, I just think it's almost like it's sort of fading the public. Yeah, it's fading the public. Like, I think there's a way this game gets to three goals. And I mean, both meetings between these sides in Premier League this season over two and a half goals. Granted, one was a Chelsea comeback against a City squad who you're not going to see in this game. I mean, that was the city squad that was playing Jesus and Sterling. And, and of course, the other thing you have to consider, Sergio Aguero missed a penalty. Like, it should have been – both of these games should have landed on four this season. And, I mean, it's just like – I am just so hesitant to play totals in this game. Like, that over two, I'm not betting it. Like, that's the thing. I That's the only thing I can get behind because it just feels way too obvious – it feels like everyone has decided this is a one or two nil match and there is absolutely zero possible outcome. I'm going to say this right now. Like, I would not be surprised if this is like city four Chelsea one, like th- there is, there is a path to that happening. Maybe, I mean, over three and a half goals at <laughs> DraftKings is plus 335. There are worse prices out there than a little sprinkle on over three and a half at plus 335 because especially, as you mentioned, Taylor, if lineups come out and Conte and Mendy are both out, 
I like that even more because that because Conte is pivotal for Chelsea and a Kovacic Jorginho midfield cannot contain City. They are just it will not happen. City can get three at least if that happens. If the lineup comes out and Conte is not playing, I'm getting our friends at DraftKings on the line and trying to negotiate some cash outs because that uh, that I think Chelsea has absolutely no uh, <laughs> promise without that. Couple of total thoughts before we try to move on here. Um, history is on the side of both of you on this a little bit. As far as like when, it, when you think a team could dominate another team in the final, many times those overs do come in. I mean, you look, think about uh, 2018, Real Madrid 3-1 over Liverpool, Real Madrid 4-1 over Juve. There's the Barca 3-1 over Juve. There's, I, I guess I'm realizing these are all Spanish giant uh, plays, but even Bayern over Borussia Dortmund. Like these games, even though they can be cagey early, in recent history, there have been some high-scoring kind of blowout wins in the Champions League final. So just going to say that really quick. Now, to con- go completely against that, though, and this helps me if I do end up locking in an under, and I hate being with the public as well, and I can understand fading the public, do not overthink the last five games for Chelsea at all. You can go into each of those and realize that a lot broke down that I don't think will break down in this game. And... Take out the West Brom game. This is still 10 goals conceded in 23. Other than the weird red, red card West Brom game, 10 goals in 23 conceded for Thomas Tuchel. The defensive stats are incredible. And at the end of the day, most of my moves here are betting based on that. And based on the fact that I think City can defend incredibly well and Chelsea can't put the ball in the back of the net either. That's where I'm at here. That's why I'm out on a Chelsea plus half goal. That's why I'm probably going to end up laying juice on an under, which I, I, I cringe to say aloud. Uh, and that's why I might do a plus 950 Chelsea 1-0 exacta completely against what most of both of you have just said. So I love it. Even just while you were talking, I was looking at prices. Even over three is plus two fifty. <laughs> like there are worse price. There are worse prices. Again, like I'm, I'm taking that. I'm taking that yourself over three. of it. I love I'm it. Taking I love that. it. Go for it, boys. Maybe I'll take. Maybe Tom and I will be the contrarians and take the hey. take over three. I mean, that's. I mean, there no, are no, worse pizza money plays than that, especially like. I I, I I just I see this being one of two ways. Chelsea's going to win it one nothing. Or City is going to win it in a relative blowout. I don't think it's a 4-5 goal blowout, but a game where we see three goals, totally. At that point, you're relying on Chelsea. At the end of the day, it's Man City, right? Like, if you – like, if this could be just me overthinking it. If you think Man City is that good, which they are. Yeah. Like, 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 they have been this good all season. We, yeah. we can't discount this. Chelsea has not been that good all season. They also haven't been good as of late, which is concerning because Tuchel now has to right the ship going into this game. And like you said, without Conte there, that is going to be very dangerous. I just, if three goals are scored in this game, Man City will win. I wish I could parlay those together. Just saying, hey, if this, then that. That would be phenomenal because I, th- there is no way that this is a high scoring game and City doesn't win. And I think they still can win if it's a low-scoring game. But the only way Chelsea wins is 1-0, in my opinion. No, I fully agree with that. I think we're all in agreement on that. Um, and that's why, again, I like that exact to play. But the yin and the yang of gambling is we're going to have Jeff Parles come on in a second, and he's going to try to plug like an under one and a half. So uh, that, that's going to be fantastic. No chance. I'm, I'm calling this right now. Absolutely no chance. Can I hit you guys with two player props I like before, before please, we yes. – Please uh, do. Kevin De Bruyne anytime goal is plus three hundred. What? He is he has scored in three straight appearances against Chelsea. 
He has scored in three of five knockout rounds. So he's played. So he has played six knockout round games thus far. Kevin De Bruyne has started in five of them. In those five games, he scored three times. So the other one I like. It's not as much, but Riyad Mahrez anytime goal is plus two eighty. Uh, four goals in his last three games to like absolutely everyone's surprised. I didn't have Mara's pegged as a goal scorer like, at all, basically. So Riyad Mara's anytime goal plus 280. The other thing I like is it's, it's escaping me right now, but City's record when De Bruyne scores is really good. So if you can find a book that will offer you like Kevin De Bruyne to score and Manchester City to win at a higher price than that, take it like I would like that a lot so those two because again as I said like I am waiting to bet City live at a plus money I'm not betting a total but those two props at least kind of when I was researching this game stood out to me and again like going back to that earlier match in December when De Bruyne played as the false nine it really just threw Chelsea for a loop and they were like, what do we do? Like this guy is a, te- this guy is a number 10. So I like uh, Kevin De Bruyne plus 300 at points bet, which is where, where I get most of my odds from when I'm writing Kevin De Bruyne to score and assist a goal is 11 to one. That is a very fun pizza money flyer. If you think as Tom and I do city can win this game by three or by three, like, if you think City score at least twice, I mean, that, that's asking a lot to, like, have De Bruyne score one and assist the other goal. But if you think they're capable of getting three or four, that's, like, that those odds are minimized. So five bucks on 11 to one, like, that's a, that's a fun little piece of money flyer there. I, I mean, I was going to throw out Phil Foden at plus 310 to score, but Kevin De Bruyne at three to one, like, you, you, you have to lay off that 10 cents of juice for – you, yeah. you forego the old team like you have to remember that like De Bruyne hates Chelsea like I, yeah. I don't think he'll ever say it publicly but he hates the way Chelsea treated him as like, he should uh, yeah no he's gonna like, he's gonna be ready for for some so here. I, I think, think that's fair he's well rested like he's he didn't play against Everton um I mean De Bruyne yeah, we, we gave up five goals <laughs> <laughs> yeah, to a Kevin De Bruyne-less city, yeah, not not ideal. But uh, not, not, not as great. long as as long as it's plus three hundred or better, I like uh, even if it's like plus two fifty is where I would have it. So De Bruyne anytime goal is one of is one of my favorite plays in this game. Uh, uh, yeah, it makes already... sense if you're on the city side of things. Uh, you know, I, I, so me as someone with the plus half, I was thinking, uh, you know, if Chelsea gets a penalty, Jorginho, we know he's taking it. Uh, he was at plus 550 available. Uh, I just can't be, I cannot in good conscience be betting a Jorginho to score prop in a championship. No, and the, I mean, the other thing is, I'm staying away from Chelsea goal markets because you never know who's scoring for them. It is yeah, as idea. big of a crapshoot as anything. Only, like, but that's what I mean, I'm saying. The only one that. You, you only okay. know if it's Jorginho because of the penalty. I mean, that's the only yes. one that with any consistency. Unless Tuchel throws a curveball. is like, hey, Timo Werner, go oh, score a goal for us. God. And he misses like, it. Can you imagine all times. the people betting Jorginho anytime goal? They get a penalty. <laughs> Finally, and Timo Werner steps up to take it. Ah, oh, I'd, I'd lust for that reaction. Well, Nick, really quick. They had a uh, – there was an incident earlier this year, still in the Lampard era, where uh, Timo tried shrugging him off the penalty, and Jorginho said, absolutely not. <laughs> I can't wait for that same scenario to happen in the Champions League final. And – 
Timo to get his wish and to miss the penalty. It's going to be fantastic. <laughs> Timo couldn't hit the broadside of a bar. We, I, I know that we've said it on this show, maybe even this episode. We got to stop calling it the Wando because Timo's misses are much more egregious. <laughs> oh, I can't, one more, I, one, I can't comply with that. One more thing. Just I'll hit you guys with some of the tidbits I found. One more thing for live betting this match. If Chelsea do score the first goal, City has gone behind in Champions League three times. They've won every time. Oh, I am keeping that in mind. So just keep that in the back of your mind because I think not not a bad point. Yeah, that is like, and the other thing is, if you combine that with Premier League, it's been nine times they've they've City has only conceded first nine times across uh, Champions League and Premier League this season. They've come back to at least get a point in six. So my quick counter to that, Nick, without a stat sheet in front of me, is Chelsea scoring first very rarely gives that up either under Tuchel. So I will just both of those I mean, go against I, I did find that stat as well. So just just know City, then City again, I personally had PSG power rated a little higher than Chelsea. They, they went down 1-0 to PSG. They come back and win 2-0. They went down 1-0 to Borussia Dortmund. They come back and win 2-1. Excuse me, 2-1 with PSG. And again, the earlier one was Porto. Like, they went 1-0 down to Porto and won 3-1. So just keep that in the back of your mind. If City goes down and, like, say Chelsea's going, like, the 55th minute and it's 1-0 at that point, I would be unloading an unhealthy amount of money on City plus a half. Like, that is... I, it would if City did not at least get back to one one by the end of ninety minutes, I would be at a lot of money. I, I, I'm going to be right there with you again. I don't think City loses this game. Nick, thank you so much for joining us today. Where can people find you on the interwebs? You can find me on Twitter at Nick Henyon. You can also find me on www.nbcsports.com. All right, there you have it, ladies and gentlemen. Nick and you, Nick, thank you so much for joining us. Always a pleasure, guys. Thanks for having me. Thanks, Nick. Ladies and gentlemen, you know him, you love him. It is Dylan Esma. Dylan, how are you doing today? Good. How are you guys? Exciting time. Big game coming up. I am looking forward to it. This is going to be quite a clash, my friend. We've been talking about it already. We've given our thoughts, but now we want to hear what you have to say. What do you think is going to go down on Saturday? Yeah, I think, uh, you know, they, they played multiple times over the last over the last month or so. And, you know, I consider these two to be, you know, probably, I don't know, the top two defenses in the world as far as like expected goals go. I mean, they've been dominant. And so, and usually in these finals, like even last year when PSG plays Bayern and they have leaky defenses, I would say, for the most part, and really talented players, and that game ends 1-0, that's usually how these finals go. Like even if they're supposed to be exciting, they're usually pretty dry and low scoring. And I'm not sure anyone expects this to be high scoring. So I do think, uh, you know, Man City come in. I think they, they want to win it. And Chelsea have been dragging their feet a little bit, um, you know, with the FA Cup loss to Leicester, 
the Aston Villa loss. They're, you know, they're, I wouldn't say they're coming in super hot. So, so I, my expectation would be in a normal game would be city kind of go after it. Chelsea try and hold them out. And, and it's a chess and it's a chess match. Um, that would kind of go against, I think a little bit what Pep has done most of the year though. He's, he's basically depended on that defense and they haven't really gotten super aggressive in most games. It's usually just playing their game. Um, and so it, in my opinion, with the total, it's really going to come down to how Pep plays this, you know, does he go after it? Like he did, you know, in previous champions leagues, or does he play it like man city have played it most years, which is depend on, depend on that back line and their really good midfield to control control the game um i think i would play a low scoring game i I think i think these games play tight and historically and man city haven't gotten too aggressive i expect that so i you know we can just jump into bets or whatever but that's what i'm expecting um from like a game flow perspective see i I'm definitely feeling you. That's that's how these finals typically are. That's what we're usually expecting. But I don't know. Something about this makes me want to zig where everyone else is zagging. Like that over two and a half price is plus 128. And I don't really hate that. The under two and a half price is minus 162. That's not that's also not bad. I could see this being a maybe a two-one game, but one of the props that I've been looking at is definitely the city to uh city over two and a half goals and also let me see i have it here city to win by exactly two maybe a two nil game at plus 460 i've been thinking about that and i apologize to taylor once again for uh my absolute lack of faith in his chelsea team who do you think comes out on top you think city pulls it out uh I, I think they probably will. Yeah. But, but so I have, I have that 23 to one future on Chelsea to win the champions league. So when talking about the side in this game, I I think I'm going to have two recommendations. One is going to be what I'm going to do because, you know, I'm not going to play Chelsea plus Chelsea plus a half, even if I like it, because I need, you know, I'm, I'm going to, I'm going to hedge at least a little bit. Yeah. Um, and so my, my story is a bit more complicated with, and then, but I'm still going to, you know, write an article for Betsperts and give my opinion on if you don't have that future, you know, what would you do? I think, I think Man City will probably win and I'll probably play the under. I think that's, if, you know, if you have nothing coming in, I just don't see, I just don't see how this game could have, could have a, could have a ton of goals. I bet Man City you know, it could be a one-to-one and they go to extra time. It could easily be a one-zero Man City win. But but if it's one-one and they go to extra time, then, I mean, you still you, – you, you st- the under still cashes in that department. Yeah, yeah, exactly. That's exactly my point. I don't – like, I don't mm-hmm. see – like, maybe it ends two-to-one, but, like, that's just kind of – it goes against, like, all the analysis, all of the underlying metrics, how these games usually play. I mean, like – like when, like when Tottenham and Liverpool played, that ended 1-0. And those, mm-hmm. you know, and again, and those did not have the defenses that 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 these two have, at least, yeah, at least the, over the last two, three months. So, 
these finals are normally super cagey affairs. I mean, we saw it the other day in the Europa League final going 0-0 and going all the way to penalty kicks. Yeah. Was that, just a quick side note on that, was that the worst single singular performance by a player in a penalty shootout in history from David De Gea? Well, yeah, when you do it on both ends like that, uh, you're, you're really letting uh, letting everyone down. I mean, yeah, that's, that's in the conversation there. Like, um, I, don't, I don't think you can physically do worse. I felt, no, so, you, I mean, I you, felt so bad. I felt so bad. You would break the laws of physics to do any worse than De Gea did. So. Yeah. That was um, just, just absolutely just atrocious. Just getting back to this for a second on the total, um, because I think we're all in agreement, right? Like, we know how these finals go. Tom and I have been on on big under train for all kinds of stuff uh, in recent months, and particularly with Thomas Tuchel's Chelsea. You know, these last five games, I think, I thought, might throw some people off the scent a little bit uh, with Chelsea defensively, obviously, uh, five on the trot now without a clean sheet, which has been very atypical for the Tuchel era. Um, But the books are all over this. I mean, this number has been chopped and screwed left and right. You're looking at the clean under two and a half, having to lay a lot of juice over at DraftKings uh, at minus 165. So if you do an underplay, and I, I think we're all in agreement on the under, what number do you take? Because I think, you know, if you have an Asian quarter ball situation available, under two and a quarter is the only place where you're getting a decent price right now. Uh, I don't know. What are you guys looking for at the under? Because, you know, I always say on a two, you might as well just be a psycho and go under one and a half instead of going under two flat. I kind of like... Go go ahead, go ahead. I I, kind of like the City to win by two. I I could see this being a 2 nil game. And then, yeah, yeah, if if you... if you're playing that, there are obviously some permutations there, and you're not quite. I mean, if they win one, if they win one zero, you lost. So it, it's probably not the primary bet that I'm going to make on the total. But I don't know. I, I I might actually play something on the over in this game. Wow! Wow! It's a complete I, contrarian. I, it's a complete contrarian play. Like I like the only metric I have to base this on is that of their last five games against each other, it's been un- the, the total's gone under two and a half just once. And that was on April 17th in the, uh, I believe, in the FA Cup uh, semi. Though, to be fair, that's kind of the most comparable game to this, though, Tom. Is that's also I true. That. I, you know, it's a big, it's a, it's a cup competition. It's all now, now, to be fair, not exactly the same city team we're going to see here, um, you know, as far as what their priorities were in that game. Yeah, mm-hmm. of course. Of course, they wanted to win the FA Cup, but it's obviously not the same as getting this Champions League monkey off their back. Uh, that's fascinating because I, you know, look, I wouldn't be shocked after let's say 120 minutes if we see maybe a three goals on the total. But obviously, that's not what you're betting here. Um, I, I think yeah. that's where some of the, the kind of the tiredness of the defenses could come into play. Um, I don't know. I, I right now I'm just kind of thinking about that under two and a quarter because, like, like I said, the under two and a half is. Um, is just kind of a prohibitive cost increasingly. I think it's going to keep moving that way. I would imagine knowing how people are betting these finals these days. Um, I, you know, just throwing out this stat uh, again, though, under the Tuchel era, like if you throw out the West Brom game and you throw out the last five games, it it has been unreal what Tuchel and Chelsea have done, uh, particularly in the Champions League on this run. And I, I do think you know, I like I'm looking more in the category of like, how can I profit on an underplay without betting the under? 
So I, I'm, I'm, I think we're, we're completely on opposite sides, uh, Tom, on a lot of this stuff, which is going to be exciting and uh, how we talk about this game going forward. Cause uh, I, I think Chelsea plus a half goal is what I'm thinking about as far as the side. And I'm kind of circling, not that look, I, I think that he's a better team. If I had, you know, gun to the head, I think city probably finds a way to win this final, but there's an interesting exacta here value wise that I'm, I'm not running away from either, which is Chelsea one nil uh, at nine to one plus 900 on that exacta. And, and my only logic there is, you know, it, Chelsea's found ways to kind of get a goal and do the defending uh, without doing much of the attacking in a lot of big games this season uh, under Tuchel. It's often getting that second goal that isn't uh, what they're able to do. And, you know, plus 900, if we think about it in the course of the Premier League season, you know, we've looked at like, oh, like a random West Brom is the road team and that kind of thing. You're often not even getting that kind of price. Now, I know the last few weeks of the season have been different, uh, but like the middle of the season, it's rare to find a plus 900 anywhere. So if you can get plus 900 on a scenario that I don't think is impossible, Chelsea winning 1-0, that's another thing that I'm just kind of thinking about aloud, uh, which would, again, be a way to kind of bet the under without betting the under. I don't know. I, I really don't hate that too, because of the fact that I feel like if Chelsea is going to win this game, they're going to win this game by getting the only goal of the match. Exactly. If, if this game has three goals in it, I don't see a path where Chelsea wins. it. Yeah. Which is, which is funny. Cause that's how they beat man city. Like a few weeks ago in the, in the prem was they won two to one. Um, but, but just real quick, I just want to touch on something really fast. So, the over the you know you said the last five games where they've been conceding more in their clean sheets you know i do think conte has like a, is like a huge huge important piece for chelsea yeah and so and so like he didn't play against villa he, did, he yeah. didn't play against leicester so like in my opinion like I like I'm with you, Taylor. If I didn't have this future, like I I I I've thought for weeks that Chelsea plus half is the play. I mean, I don't think I think Man City should be favorites, but I don't think there sh- it should be by this much. And when Conte, if you know, if Conte and Mendy can play and they are, you know, relatively fit. Like, I, I don't think there's that much difference. Now, if Conte plays and he comes off with an injury, like Conte's like, he's really important. So that's kind of how I would think about the last five games where, you know, most people would be like, they're not in good form. They're in trouble. I'd be like, well, that's because they, you know, Conte hasn't been, hasn't been fit. And I think he's a game changer. So and it sounds like, you know, he's training. Sounds like he's probably going to play. Um, so that's kind of, that's kind of my, my analysis there from recent form would be, I would kind of throw some of it out uh, personally. I, 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 I agree the with other... the, the concept. Yeah, go ahead, Tom. No, 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 you go ahead. Well, I, I was just going to say, I, I fully agree with the Conte takes. Um, you know, Kovacic, He's had, there have been months this season where the, the argument is he's Chelsea's best midfielder, and then he's the worst of those three out of Jorginho, him, and Conte. And now after this injury, Kovacic does not really look like the same type of player that he did in the middle of the season. If there is that scenario where N'Golo cannot play 90 and has to come off, and of course we're thinking about, you know, in terms of the results 
which, by the way, to win the trophy, City minus 210, Chelsea plus 165 over at DraftKings right now, um, which we can talk about that in a second, too. But, you know, Conte has to come off and you're having this kind of still injury ridden Kovacic next to Jorginho. City's winning this game. I, 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 so in that sense, N'Golo is absolutely the most important player on the field. I, you know, everything in that middle of the park is going to decide this game across the board because we know, look, no matter who Chelsea starts up top, we know what it's going to be. They don't have a star striker. They don't have a star goal scorer of any kind. Jorginho being the lead scorer, um, doing it based off the penalties uh, this yes. season, it, you know, kind of tells you everything you need to know. It's all about the middle of the field. Right. And uh, it's going to be about, you know, is it Rodri or Fernandinho? Gundogan is back healthy. Bernardo Silva has been playing well. All those guys are really, really important as well. Jorginho, really important. That's the most important place on the pitch. And when N'Golo Conte is healthy and at his best, he's the best of any of those players I just mentioned. Yeah. Like think about the two legs against Real Madrid. Like who dominated the games? It was him. He literally controlled and dominated both games, like against a all-time midfield. Aging midfield, sure. But still, I mean, Cruz, Casemiro, and Modric, I mean, that's like an all-timer. And he just, like, made him look, like, really bad. So, I... So we'll, we'll see, we'll see what happens. I, you know, without the future, I would say like three weeks ago, I was like, Oh wow. Yeah. Plus half on Chelsea and the under that like those, those would for, would be like, like when you look at the board and what pops, like they both, they both, it was like, yeah, I should, I should bet those. So Uh, uh, another thing that I'm really curious about, does Pulisic start this game? Yeah. Well, I, I think part of the answer to that question, Tom, it's a domino effect of what Tuchel wants to do up top. Yeah. Because if, if he plays, so there, there's, a, there's one scenario where both of these teams are playing with false nines. Uh, City with De Bruyne as the false nine and Chelsea with, let's say, Kai Havertz as a false nine. Now, Tuchel has continued to show a ton of confidence in Timo Werner insert meme and or GIF here. I, I don't know if that trend continues. I mean, it, he's got one more chance to kind of go against that. But the problem is when Chelsea fans or when anyone kind of, you know, goes at Tuchel for this is there are, are real kind of negatives to any of the other options he has. Um, so if, if it's Havertz, it's that Havertz isn't a striker. If it's Olivier Giroud, it's that Olivier Giroud is 65 years old. If it's Tammy Abraham, it's that he hasn't started basically at all during the entire two, three months of the Tuchel tenure and is not great anyway, in my opinion. Uh, and certainly this would be a huge test for him. So if he puts have, if he puts any kind of a false nine in there, I, I'm not sure the math ends up working out for Pulisic to start the game. Uh, now, I, you know, it, there's also a scenario where he, he, he realizes that oh, Timo Werner is more comfortable out on the left side. This would be the ultimate screw you to Chelsea fans and certainly to Americans listening if that happens because Pulisic does everything that Werner does on that left-hand side better uh, anyway. So I, I, I certainly hope that Pulisic starts. I think he gives a real kind of punch up top uh, or at least out on, on the wing for Chelsea. Um, but we will see. I think it's an interesting question to ask. I mean, I just want to be able to both bet him to score and to have an assist. To score is a plus 420 and to have an assist is 6-1. to one. Obviously, I, 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 I'm not winning on both of those bets, but I, I have to place them. It, it's my duty as an American. 
I don't think he's I don't think he's starting would be would be and, and it's a guess. All we're doing is guessing here because we don't know. But I mean, but I mean, he's uh, not he's starting because Tuchel is terrible and hates America. <laughs> of course, every, every that's I mean, that's just that's that's Pulisic's legacy, really, when you think. Oh, now look this. <laughs> no, I, I think I think uh, to me, it's either it's Werner up top with Mount and then it comes down to does he start? Havertz or 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 Ziyech, or Ziyech. I, I I think that I think that's what it'll do. I mean, it seems to me he likes bringing on Pulisic in in a super sub role. And yeah, and if it was me, like I, the the peak of how they were playing was Mount Werner and Kai Havertz when Kai was playing his best. Um, so the, as a Chelsea supporter of the future I, that's what i would like to see um and i'm sorry i, I, I would sorry i, I, I that, would but. simply I, I would simply like to see pulisic play and score or be involved in the winning goal so that i can be insufferable on twitter he'll definitely be in like i by no means do i think he's not going to bring brown on a sub I, I would be surprised if he started but, which is the by wrong the way you, you mentioned you mentioned mount and I do want to say, other than Conte, I, I, I think that's another critical player in this game. Uh, you know, a, a dude who has just kind of transcended any kind of system, any kind of manager, any kind of criticism thrown his way, you know, from all of the memes about being Lampard's little teacher's pet to now being this stud under Tuchel as well. I, you know, everything I mentioned in the middle of the park, I think applies to Mason Mount as well, trying to unlock what uh what city do in their defensive midfield that's been a huge part of their success this year you know everyone talks about Ruben Diaz and 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 he's been amazing but defensively in the midfield city has just kind of run teams off the pitch this year I, I think Mount and I think this is true with Pulisic also especially as a super sub but even as a starter but I think Mount is one of these guys who could maybe unlock that and get that kind of that single Chelsea goal that we're talking about. So just a quick Mason Mount shout out there as well. Yeah, I actually kind of love that, Taylor, because like when you think about Chelsea, like season long, like he's he's been their best player. And like it would actually be pretty poetic if he was the one to score. Like if they do win, I think it would be it would be poetic if if Mason Mount scored because he's been like the the steady you know, really quality player in the squad for like the whole season. So I, I would love that. Mason Mount, by the way, plus 420 to score. Uh, plus 460. I was just looking at a great mind, Tom. Great mind thinking alike there. Um, well, I had that in my yeah, notes I, already because I was already interested in that one. There we go. Because we, like, we all know Timo is going to scuff it. So somebody else needs yeah. to score. By the way, at what point can we stop calling it pulling a Wando and just admit that Timo's miss was worse? Yeah. I'm, I, I'm the, fully on board. Yeah, like, one of the worst. Like, yeah, yes, worst it wasn't, yes, it wasn't in a World Cup knockout stage game, but it was actually a tap-in, and Wando's was not. Guys, it's Thank so you for frustrating, coming to my though. It's so frustrating, <laughs> though, because Timo does so many good things. He does, he does. so much so much hard work. He gets in so many good areas. He creates so many, like, 
the yeah, but he was brought in to score and he's been trashed. I know, but that's the that's why I'm saying it's frustrating. It's because yeah. like he, the, the amount of good things he does and it in and he's not getting credit for because he's not scoring and that's fair. But like I, you know, like when you watch a Chelsea game, like Timo does like a ton of great things. I, it's just he it's does. frustrating he does. Well, to not put him away because he doesn't. No one gives him credit for it. Well, the problem is though a lot of the stuff that he does, Chelsea already has players who can do that kind of stuff. Though is the is the biggest issue. I mean, I you, right. you hit the nail on the head, Tom. Like he was brought in for one reason, which by the way, just a poor recruitment strategy. Because uh, mm-hmm. you know you can make the argument that that was never going to be what Timo Werner could be uh, on this team as kind of a traditional center forward. We can get into all of that debate, but you know, guys like Mason Mount, guys like Cooley when he's out there, uh, already do some of that hard work stuff anyway. Now I love look, I. I once Timo figured out that once he floats out to kind of that left-hand side, he's really valuable to this team. It's become even more frustrating because of how much value that he does give to Chelsea. And then he just has some of the worst misses ever. And, uh, and uh, you know, he does not provide what Chelsea needed. Um, Dylan, I do want to shift gears really quick though, uh, before we let you get out of here, we've talked a lot about the kind of crucial players on the Chelsea side. We've talked a little bit about the city defensive midfield, uh, who do you think, I mean, maybe this is an obvious question, but who is the most important player for, for City in this game? Is it someone in that deep midfield, or is it like De Bruyne pulling out a De Bruyne moment of brilliance? Yeah, I think, uh, I kind of think I would say Gundogan. Um, okay. You know, I think, it, and, a, and a lot of this just comes down to like, just doing things that most people don't notice, or or they're not, they're not super, you know, uh, athletic plays or anything, but he has scored a lot of goals for them. And I do think when he plays well, like if, so if you watch the first half of that PSG Man City game, then you watch the second half, like when Gundogan is playing well, Man City are incredibly hard to beat. Um, and, and, you yeah. know, you could make an argument for Foden, but like, to me, that's just a too easy of an answer. Cause like, you know, he's, he's the young attacking talent that, that could likely score. But to me, like if Gundogan is playing well and controlling the midfield and passing well, intercepting balls, and he, and he, you know, is threatening to score. Like I think city are unbeatable. All right. So Dylan, before we let you go here, who are you looking at betting on specifically? What, what, what are the shots that you're going to be taking? What are you firing away on? Yeah. So, um, for people that are listening that don't have a Chelsea future, I, I would, my recommendations are going to be Chelsea plus a half and the under, I'll probably go two and a quarter. Cause I don't want to lay one sixty. I don't hate the two and a half either at minus one sixty. So those would be like my two main plays. Personally, I got to hedge the Chelsea future. Cause I have 23 to one before the tournament started. So, you know, I do think they have the possibility of winning, but I got to take some money off the table and, and book, yeah. and book a profit. Um, so personally, that's what I'm doing there. And then, you know, as far as like player props, I do think there's some, there's some fun ones out there that could provide value. My only problem is I expect it to be a low scoring game. So, you know, those become trickier when you think it's going to be like a one-to-one zero-to-zero result. Like, like, Mason Mount plus 420 to score, Pulisic to an assist plus 600. John Stones uh, to score on a corner is 20 to one. Like those are, those are some fun player props (laughs) that like, 
I don't, I don't dislike it, but it's just like, you know, I, I kind of expect this game to be a bit dull. So I, those probably wouldn't be plays, you know, they're, they're ones that like I saw and, you know, maybe I'll fire on one just for, you know, some pizza money. But other than that, uh, those would be my main plays. Dylan, right. you consider a corners under, considering uh, that you think it'll be a dull KG final. Uh, can I interest you uh, in, uh, let's say, uh, under eight and a half uh, total corners plus 133? Yes, I, I actually think so. My only concern would be with Chelsea's win back setup. Yeah, that- me too. That they that they push, but you know, me, from a Man City perspective, I don't think they'll have a lot of corners. Like if you watch Man City, that's not really what they do. They kind of play through the middle, play up the flanks, cross it in, but they but they don't do a lot of like over looping crosses. It's usually from De Bruyne higher, you know, further back. So like, I don't think Man City will have a lot of corners. If anybody will be Chelsea, so so if, if you could take like a Chelsea minus half a corner bet. I, you know, I don't know. I don't know what the market is like there. Um, I actually think I saw Chelsea plus half um, corners. So yeah, I, you know, I, I would, I think that's fair for the under. My only concern would be Chelsea just ripping in crosses, but. So similar, you can get Chelsea for most corners. You can get Chelsea plus 250. Hmm. Yeah. See that does, maybe I'm off on that. Cause that doesn't make a lot of sense to me. Not um, me neither. Me neither. I'm, I'm fully because, ready, though. Because Man City, I mean, I bet over corners on a man on the Man City PSG game, and in Man City, I mean, they like it doesn't seem like that that that's what they were going for. And and Chelsea, as you know, you know t- uh, Taylor, if you probably be frustrated by the amount of times Chelsea rips and crosses some games. So yeah, I mean, that, that, yeah, I don't, I don't hate, I don't hate that, but. Well, I, I, you know, all this is to being said, like you can put as much work into the corners number as you want. And often you just throw it out because <laughs> there's so much uh, randomness that happens there. But I will say, if we're considering randomness and we already think Chelsea, you know, has kind of the edge there, plus 250 is interesting. I just, that value just seems out of whack, but I'll, I'll just throw it out there. Yeah. My only warning with that is like, if Chelsea go up one zero, yeah. like you said, the whole, the whole handicap gets thrown off because because then they're they're not going to be as aggressive. Like a corners bet is is dependent on how aggressive one team is versus the other. So. Yeah, but I also really like that because I don't think that Chelsea is going to go up one zero. Right. I, think I see a one zero Man City lead, and then Chelsea just like bombing corners in. Yeah. Or bombing crosses in. I think mm. that's the way that you have to look at that one. Yeah. So yeah. I don't hate it. All right, Dylan. Anything else for us? No, that's it. Um, just uh, please check out my work over at over at Betsperts. Um, I'm going to be continuing to write on uh, the Euros and the MLS in the summer, so I'm really excited. Really excited for some summer, some summer soccer. And yeah, follow me. Follow me on Twitter, um, Dylan underscore E. And uh, yeah, catch all my catch all my plays. Catch all my plays there. All right, Dylan, thank you so much for joining us today. Best of luck with all of your bets and your futures ticket on the final. Thanks, Jens. Always fun. Stay on. Hey, thank 
you once again to Nick and Dylan for being on so far, but we aren't done yet. We have extra time. One more guest to bring on. Ladies and gentlemen, VSIN's own resident degenerate of betting the high line, Jeff Parles joins us now. Jeff, how are you doing? Good. I'm good. I'm good. And of course, uh, the uh, I can't forget uh, the, uh, the parlay cast coming back too, but we are happy to be with you as well, uh, as always. And uh, it's always an honor to talk about Taylor Wilson's favorite team in a way that uh, I'm sure Taylor Wilson <laughs> will not enjoy in this uh, in this segment here. No, I'm sure he will well, not. Well, you mentioned Jeff mentioned a play that that scared me that uh, he might have been stepping on my toes, but thankfully we're on, I think, opposite sides. So that makes me breathe a little bit more soundly here uh, as I I try to get to some sleep tonight. That is right, Jeff. What are you thinking in this game right now? So I'm not a huge fan of this under just getting bet to all hell or at minus 150 at most spots on the two and a half. These teams obviously played that very strange game in in, in the Prem a few weeks ago, which... Can we really take anything from that? I I don't think we can because Man City obviously had had the prem already lined up and Chelsea needed the game for Champions League purposes for next year. So that you can't really read much into that game. Uh, and, and also, let's face it, and I'm sure both of you agree with me on this. That match was just absolutely ridiculous. That that, yes. that brief one uh, a few weeks ago in the prem. So I don't read anything from that. Uh, I, I would imagine Chelsea will try to just slow this thing down uh, and, and just try to get this thing to extra time. You get this thing to extra time, all the pressure's on Man City. They've obviously never won the uh, the Champions League before. It would be uh, the biggest trophy that they've ever won, unless obviously they've won multiple Prems the last few years. But this is a different animal. It's all Europe for them. Uh, and it's a it's a, uh, a uh a club that has never been at this stage before. So uh, all the pressures on Man City. So I I think this is just a low scoring game. It wouldn't shock me if it's nil nil and we get a draw on regulation and we get extra time. Wouldn't shock me if Man City wins one nil. And it wouldn't shock me if Chelsea steals it late on on a Man City calamity where the past of Man City shows up for the first time in this year's Champions League in the final. So I just expect low scoring. That's the only thing that I really expect. I just am not sure which way it'll go. If it'll be a one-nil win either way, or it'll be a nil-nil draw in reg, and we get ourselves some extra time uh, there in Porto. I think most of us are in agreement. It's going to be something of a KG start. Maybe Tom's in disagreement with his over six and a half player, whatever the hell he's doing <laughs> on this game. Uh, I, I think. Excuse me. <laughs> but Tom, That's a blowout. Yeah, Tom loves a loves a city blowout increasingly as he's talking himself into it. Um, I, uh, I I think there's a chance we see Chelsea really on the front foot in the first half as the better team, and, and I would expect to get to halftime where it's like, oh man, Chelsea had some opportunities, didn't put the ball in the back of the net. How does City respond in the second half? And that's where, you know, we told, we heard Nick say maybe a live city play. Maybe you're getting a better city price at that point. The question in this is, can Chelsea capitalize on those stretches where they're on the front foot? And we've seen often they can get the one goal, usually not more than that. So that's why I'm continuing to look at the Chelsea 1-0 exact at plus 950. I just think that value is insane. It's continuing to go in the right direction. I think you might be able to get it at 10 to 1 at some places by tomorrow. And I, I just think if Chelsea wins this game, if you have any positivity about Chelsea, and I think they're going to start well, 
Chelsea one nil plus nine fifty. So I, I'm with you, Jeff, in the sense that we both think this low scoring thing could happen. Uh, I'm with you in the sense that under two and a half is just almost prohibitively away from any kind of value right now. Uh, although it did get to one sixty five and seems to be kind of slingshotting back. I don't know how much value you're ever going to get there. Um, but you know, even under two and a quarter is like one twenty five. All those standard underplays don't make much sense, which is how Tom convinced himself into an over. Uh, so I'm just looking at it, the exact market as well. I just, I think we're just on completely different sides. I mean, we totally well, look, are. I, I think it's possible. I will say this too. The, the both teams will score prop, which is usually a very fun one to bet. I wish we'd got like, normally you'd see in a match like this, you probably see a pick. It's mostly no action right now that both teams, that both teams won't score. Uh, the bet of minus 125. That's, I really want to bet the no. I really want to bet the no on will both teams score because I don't think, I, I really do feel like someone's getting a clean sheet here, which I guess would be, all right, I guess I'm betting both sides to have a clean sheet at a plus price and we better get home with one of them. And if somehow we get a nil-nil draw in regulation, then we're really having a fun time. The mo Yeah, fun is definitely the word I, <laughs> I yeah. would throw out there. That would be that would be a very nice play. I don't hate that play, but again, my problem is just I, I I've said enough times. I see it two ways. Chelsea wins by one nil or City rolls. I don't think that City wins that low scoring game. I think that City is if City wins, they're gonna put up a couple. So Tom, like, like wouldn't but but then just to counter that real quick, wouldn't Man City at a clean sheet of plus one fifty in that in that scenario? Isn't that not too bad then? If you're if you're in that scenario, like a three, what's stopping a three nil Man City win here? But Tom, like that you kind of think a garbage too. time Chelsea goal might happen then, and, and maybe yeah, he could. I mean, Man that, City that, that concerns me because if they get ahead by too much, then they're not going to care as much giving up that for that one goal in the 85th because they're already celebrating. But I don't think that we get to that point. I think that we get a two zero game. I really do. And that I think is sensible. That that makes sense to me. That is within a lot of the under logic that I'm looking at. Um, you're getting more value than you can find in the money line market for City there. I just, I'm going to continue to say, like, I kind of feel like people are forgetting what Tuchel ball has been for Chelsea. Again, right. last five games, if you want to throw out these recent City Chelsea fixtures, feel free. But even in those, you're not seeing these these <laughs> those scenarios come through. Um, I just, it's Chelsea in a big stakes game getting blown out like that would surprise me. Uh, and maybe that's me overthinking it and looking at it too much from a Chelsea perspective, because look, City is incredible. And I think Tom, at the end of the day, you're trying to just not over overthink it and, and realize, Hey, City is probably the best team in Europe, but we've seen City be the best team in Europe before and not come through. So. Yeah, but we haven't seen them get to this point and not do it. And they, they, they got the Premier Leon's League title. not there to stop them this time, Taylor. <laughs> they point, got Jeff. the Premier League title, and they felt like a team of destiny all season. I, I, I'm not about to hop off the, the train that is that, that has been working so far. I respect it. I respect it. I mean, like I said, I like that we have all our bases covered. Um, truly, you know, up, down, left, right, uh, you know, all across the board. Jeff, are you looking at any other uh, props, uh, whether it be player, whether it be uh, – Possibly something uh, around the corners. Uh, could I interest you in a? No, we're, in we're a, not going to interest in a, in a corner, corner total. Uh, okay. <laughs> could I interest you in Antonio gonna... Rudiger uh, red card? Yes, plus three twenty-five. Uh, can I? So uh, I usually want to get a card to get a card. Excuse me. 
so just looking through what the Westgate is offering out here real quick. Uh, game to go to extra time plus 550? I, I, again, like, I would, like, that seems a little steep. Like, I understand why it's that steep, but I, I don't know. I mean, again, this comes, if two good balls play correctly here, T. Well, what, again, I keep coming back That's to really steep. the nil nil regulation draw or a one one regulation draw is absolutely in play here. I'm probably again. What will probably happen if I bet the draw? Man City will win four nil, and it'll just be a total calamity for me. But look, I, I, plus five fifty on extra time, kind of is that's interesting to me. The only thing is, the way that this is worded, it kind of dictates that if the game goes to the penalty shootout, I lose. I'm gonna have to check with our guy John Murray there because uh, yeah, the wording on that's a little oh, bit so tough. extra time only. <clears throat> yeah, it looks like it might be because the penalty shootout actually is five to one as opposed to plus five fifty on will the game we decided an extra time. So that that to me dictates that if it goes to a PK, you lose. Uh Kevin De Bruyne a three to one to score a goal feels pretty good to me. Uh that that's basically the universal line. Uh so that would be the case. The only problem with that is he must start, which I mean he will start. And earlier earlier in the show, Nick actually brought that same bit up. Yeah, like like you have to be careful with that because this could be a, a scenario and check your book on this where if the game goes extra time, De Bruyne scores twice in extra time, you lose because he didn't score in a ninety. So be careful on what the reading, what the uh, the writing of all these props are when you're betting on guys. I mean, I am fine. I am fine with KDB in regulation because I think he gets the goal in regulation. I already I, I took mean, it. If you think Man City's going to win a regulation, of course you're you're okay with that. Oh yeah, yeah. absolutely, Tom. Well, and in general, the two score, I, I do think you have to look at city players because you know the city scoring trends a little bit more. You've seen what Mares has done recently. If you want something there, obviously De Bruyne is a superstar for Chelsea. And we touched on this earlier with Nick. I mean, you have no idea who's going to score for them unless, Jeff, and I know this could interest you, a Jorginho to score because he's Chelsea's penalty kick taker. Uh, you know, plus 550 was the number that I, I saw last. I don't know what it's at right now, but uh, somewhere in that zone, I, I, you know. You won't. All I'm gonna tell you is, you well, I can't wait. I can't wait to see Pulisic's uh, number just nosedive through today and tomorrow. Just can't wait. <laughs> can't wait. In the I'm, hours leading up, that number is gonna nosedive because everyone's gonna bet him to score. You know that will happen. I, I don't think so because he's not gonna start most likely. But it doesn't matter though. How many of the uh, of the normal jabronis know he's not starting though, Tom? I mean, I mean like, I like, know it, I'm still gonna bet it. <laughs> no, well, that's the key. That's the thing. Like. You get on. He's the best player in the world. That's a play that you kind of need a lineup card to really feel confident about. Yep. And yet, it's going to move. Like you said, Jeff, it's going to keep moving. It's so, move. Tom, it doesn't just, matter that he's not going to start. You lock something up now, Tom? <sighs> I, I like him to assist more than to score, but I really want to see him score. The problem is for him to assist, you need someone on the other end for Chelsea to score, and Chelsea doesn't have people who can score. So That's I, true, I, but I think. Gotten a lot of good assists lately. My confidence in Polisic to score. Like I, I have more confidence in him to score than most of the other guys out there for Chelsea, including the guys who are paid to score goals. So I am going you're, you're to you're gonna, gonna, you're gonna, you're gonna, you're gonna bet your guy Olivier Giroud here. <laughs> well, it would be a great curveball if if Giroud starts this game and, and just completely just Tuchel completely sends Werner out of the final, but I 
We there, shall there's see. no way Giroux at 80 years old starts a Champions League final. Hey, hey, on the but, 80 but, second but, but minute substitute this, game winner. About it from, from this perspective, though, like if you think Chelsea's going to fall behind in this game, Olivia Giroud's going to be on the pitch at some point in this game. I just yeah, don't, like, I, if, if, you know, I agree with that. But if Chelsea falls behind, they're not, the game's over. I, I really do yeah. believe that. So you think if it's one, if, if Man City scores first, it's done. Done. Yeah. Okay. Yep. I, I don't necessarily disagree with you on that. Well, we will see Giroud, possibly. And maybe if Tammy Abraham's on the bench, maybe he comes on and is awful as well. You know, it'll be fun. Let's get let's just get let's just get this as ridiculous as possible. I'm all in on this. They've already moved the champ. They have already moved the final out of Turkey into Porto. I mean, I'm 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 all in on on the chicanery for this. All right. Well, we got everything covered, Tom. So we're we're, yeah, we're geniuses we, no matter what. Yes. No matter what happens, Someone we'll be able to look to back right. at the show and pull a sound boy, sound bite. Chelsea wins 5-0, and we were all wrong. Yeah, that's the old Chelsea, a Chelsea <laughs> massacre. It's the only yeah. thing that makes us all look like morons. Oh, bet the Chelsea massacre. There we go. We've got it covered. <laughs> We've go. got it covered. <laughs> all right, Jeff, where can people find you on the internet? On uh, At Jeff Parles on the tweets. Very simple. Uh, VEASAN, book it, wherever wherever you want to find me. Go right ahead. Uh, but at Jeff Parles at the tweets is the easiest way to do it. And uh, as we're recording this, uh, I know we are – a footy pod, but uh, I know our guy T-Will's a big baseball guy. I know Tom is not, but it is the anniversary as recording this of the RS is in the jackpot quote from Tom Hallian. So it's a big day here for me at the household. <laughs> I'm happy for you, Jeff. Uh, we, will, uh, <laughs> we, we, will, we will have you back for uh, baseball plays that make Tom angry uh, here in the near future. So. Also, hey, you gotta have me back for Euro 2020 played in 2021, guys. I uh, oh, absolutely. I, the one the one question I asked, he will via text. He called me insane. So that's uh, that's always <laughs> a good sign when that happens. Also, never forget uh, the day we recorded most of this show. Uh, also, the day of the assassination of Harambe. Dicks out forever. Oh boy, dicks out forever. Dicks out. All right, ladies and gentlemen, that is going to do it for us here on Betting the High Line. Who of us will be right in the Champions League? We will just have to wait and see, but we have pretty much every base covered. Thank you so much to Dylan Esma, Nick Henyon, and Jeff Parles coming on the show today. We appreciate you all. Guys, let us know what you're playing in this game. Tweet at us. I'm TV at work. He's at ATLT Will with one L. And don't forget to download the Book It Sports app today. Ladies and gentlemen, this has been Betting the High Line. Best of luck on the Champions League and with the rest of your bets tomorrow and in the weekend. Have a good one, everybody.